What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. Just a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV, and you can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, and of course, you can always download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. In this episode, we're going to be talking about optimizing your WordPress development workflows across your dev team. And joining us for that conversation is Jeff Tebow. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks, David. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So uh, for those of you that are curious, basically in this episode, what Jeff's going to share with us are some of his thoughts on how you can create, implement, and maintain an optimized workflow for your teams. If each person is out kind of doing their own thing, it can make it hard to scale your organization, to train new people, and then to figure out what happened later if something goes wrong. So I think having that unified workflow is super important. I'm really curious to hear uh, what Jeff has to say today. So Jeff, to kick us off, I'm curious, what is your WordPress origin story? What was the first time you ever started playing with WordPress? Yeah, so uh, first WordPress was probably back in like 2007. Uh, had a simple blog set up for myself. Uh, at that time, I was in design school, so I was doing a lot of textures and trying to translate that into code, um, which usually meant just scanning some JPEGs and stuff. Uh, transitioned into a portfolio around 2009. Again, I was in design school. That's uh, my education background. Um, and when I started professionally, we're making custom WordPress themes for clients, uh, but we were kind of forcing them 
to do the things that we wanted them to do. So either that was uh, you've got to play with these finicky short codes within the content editor, or later down the road in my professional career, we would yank out the entire WordPress editor and then supplant that with advanced custom fields. Uh, and then kind of journeying down there through 2018, uh, we were kind of doing our own Gutenberg-esque thing where it was all flexible content um, so they can kind of pick and choose and drag and drop things around within that admin interface. And then transitioning to this year, we're switching fully to Gutenberg. Oh, those are some really dynamic times to get into WordPress. 2007 was when widgets and shortcodes were introduced. And that was a very interesting time in transition for WordPress, of course, being known as something more than a blogging platform and then getting into 2010 with custom post types. So it sounded like you were like right on the cusp of some really interesting times in WordPress. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd started coding probably around 2002. Um, and then, yeah, WordPress kind of made it simple to get up and running without having to type the nav every time I wanted a new page. <laughs> awesome. And you're with Deep Fried, so could you help everyone understand what Deep Fried's all about? Like, tell me a little bit about what Deep Fried does. Sure, yeah. So Deep Fried, we're in New Orleans, Louisiana. We're a full-service advertising agency. Um, I am the director of interactive at Deep Fried, so I am within the web component of our company, but we have full branding, we have traditional advertising, we have outdoor advertising, we've done radio spots, some video, uh, social media, you name it, we kind of do it. The only thing that we don't do is apps, um, but other than that, we kind of touch it. Uh, as far as the website part of the business, we do do some Squarespace and Shopify, um, but if my dev team is touching it, which is kind of what this conversation is talking about, then it's going to be a custom WordPress installation. All right. That's uh, very interesting. So kind of a full service agency. I think if we do another one of these, Jeff, we've got to do the recording in New Orleans because I just love that city so much. Um, <laughs> Come down. I know, right? I didn't know that coming into this. Otherwise, I would have scheduled it there. Um, but uh, I guess I could digress on having coffee and beignets at Cafe Du Monde, but uh, we'll talk about WordPress instead. Um, so how big is the team that you see? Like how many people are you trying to coordinate all this dev work with? Yeah. So, um, when you invited me to be on here, I, I realized that some of my advice may not translate to a, a very large team. Um, so including me, so I'm also actively developing on websites, uh, including me, there are two other only developers, uh, and then three out of the four of our designers also know code. Um, obviously at various different degrees of proficiency, but they do know HTML and CSS at a very basic level and so can contribute in that regard. Yeah, I think it's interesting, you know, obviously scaling across hundreds or thousands of developers, I guess if that was a, your thing with WordPress, um, might, might of course take on a different view, but I think even small and mighty teams uh, struggle with these same problems that larger teams do. And I think it's also interesting that you pointed out that your designers do a bit of coding too, because I think that's another common mistake a lot of teams make is thinking, I'm just going to consider those that I consider developers to be part of the team and not think, hey, geez, I might have some other folks that are kind of 
getting in the middle of our workflows and might also need to get some insights on how you know we as the company like to do things or we as the team like to do things and we'll often I think ignore that part of their team um, so what do you think the benefits are of having a unified team workflow I kind of alluded to some things I thought were important to me earlier but what's important to you like why does it matter yeah I, I think what you were just talking about you know um, if the copywriter doesn't know where to go or how to do something on the website, then that's a problem, right? And so same thing with the social media manager, or uh, sorry, it's a search engine optimization manager. Um, so it's very important that they know where to go for things and where to look uh, and how to adjust things because we're, as a development team, almost always concerned with functionality. How does it look? Um, you know, how is this optimized for this specific flow? Uh, and we are getting into some content placement, but a lot of the times we lean on other team members to kind of uh, supplement that work to meet the deadline. So it's important everybody that's involved in the website know how to work the website and know how not to break it. <laughs> so is the outcome if you don't approach it from a unified sense that essentially you have a lot of cooks in the kitchen that could potentially break a lot of things? Is that like I guess one negative outcome of not having unified approach? Uh, it could end up being that way. So I think that mostly depends on like the developers specifically, if you have not a unified flow, but as far as bringing in other outside team members that are going to contribute more on the content and creative side, uh, I think it's more about letting them access the same type of environment every time uh, so that they can in and out as needed, if that makes sense. Sure, sure. So they can have that consistency, know what to expect, and be able to contribute in more meaningful ways. Um, yeah, and they don't is... have to tap a developer and say, uh, you know, how do I do this? I'm, I'm trying to add this headline to this page. Um, can, you, can you show me real quick? Because that's going to take double time, right? So I've got a developer and a copywriter on this one task versus if the copywriter knows where to go and how to use it, uh, and we've built it in a way that it's friendly, uh, for them to use, then it's also probably going to be friendly for the client to maintain in the future. Because that's uh, one, I guess, thing I didn't mention about DeepRide is that we don't own any of the websites that we build. It's always for another client, unless it's our internal site. Sure. Um, and so a lot of the times we, we are handing it off uh, and we act as like a support team after the fact on a project basis. So we're not really all the time on a retainer where we can say, oh, well, we'll just do that for you. Um, right. So you're kind of expanding. Us. I was just going to yeah, say, go you're kind of expanding this notion of what your team is beyond just the developer. Um, so I think that's really interesting because I think a lot of people stop with their dev team, but you know, you're invoking the designers and the creators and the customers. I do want to dig a little bit deeper though on the dev side. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. 
Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. I'm in the middle, we're in the middle of our episode around development workflows. And right before the break, our guest, uh, Jeff Tebow, was sharing how he thought the the team expanded beyond developers. And he was, Jeff, you were sharing content creators designers all play a role in workflows and having a unified approach obviously can help across the board but I'm curious for the dev team in particular like what do you think the value there of like agreeing on one way of doing your workflow is yeah so that really boils down to not stepping on each other's toes <laughs> so um, in the past we relied on a Ruby uh, system called Capistrano and we would have some terminal commands that would push our Git repository onto a staging server. Um, but now we're really leaning towards uh, Bitbucket pipelines. So we host our repositories on Bitbucket. Uh, and then if I push to the staging branch within that repository, it's going to run some pipeline magic and then shoot that over to our hosting environment. Uh, and so having that unified workflow means I know exactly what's on staging by just checking whether or not origin staging is in the commit history of where I want it to be. So I don't have to go and turn and ask my developer, hey, did you push that thing? I already know within my app of how I manage Git on what the status of everything is. And so as each team member engages with the workflow that you all use, they have a visibility into where the project is, where the code is. And I think you put it, pointed this out earlier, not, not stepping on each other's toes, roughly. Yeah, and so um, we, uh, we have the staging environment is sort of like the source of truth as far as dating is concerned. So a copywriter is always going to be editing content on the staging environment uh, and not necessarily my computer, right? Because every 
developer here has a copy of the site locally on their computer that they run their local build environments uh, for you know compiling SAS or ES6 into ES5 or whatever it is. Um, so that's not really a copywriter's concern, but to be able to know as a developer, hey, I've got this feature that I need to roll out for the copywriters to do their job, uh, then I can see where in the the repository history where that's been made and by who and whether or not it's it's sitting in the dev branch and still being worked on or if it's been merged into staging, which and, Bitbucket would have picked up and shoved over to the environment. So I think like a lot of dev teams are familiar with these kind of workflows and generally bought in, but have you found there to be any like key challenges uh, when transitioning an organization from say, individual workflows into a more unified team model? Like, is it hard? Do people, is it just a learning curve? Like, what, what, are, what are the more difficult parts of getting an org from kind of unique build flows to kind of a unified team view? Yeah, so I think everyone has their own little quirks on how they like to set up things. Uh, and so it's really just like figuring out as a team organically uh, what, what conventions out into the world we're going to adopt. So like you said, our, our approach isn't unique. I'm sure there's lots of agencies or people that run the same sort of setup. Uh, but we've adapted little pieces that, that we like uh, that work for us. And so I think it's just a custom workflow for you um, that everybody on the team agrees with. And I think importantly is that it's easy to do. Um, at, we don't want to make a workflow that's hard to do. And so that's part of the reason we abandoned Capistrano as a deployment method was that it was this whole Ruby platform. Like we're not building Ruby apps. And so we have this whole dependency of like, oh, well, what if the Ruby version updated? Because I got a new MacBook. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of complications around that workflow, so we had to find a different one that worked better for us. How did you know like it was time to make the change? I mean, I don't think I've ever met a, a dev team that didn't want to refactor every piece of code they ever made, but you know, there's always this, this demand for a deadline. Like, How do you take that time to uh, cobble your own shoes as you would? Uh, I think it just boils into efficiency. So like the, the Capastrano thing, I had to commit to the repository, push that up to Bitbucket, and then run my command locally, which would then connect to the remote thing. And it was just a whole ordeal. Uh, and any one of those pieces could break. Uh, so I think it just became too many things were breaking. <laughs> and so that's about when you need to start looking and finding another solution that could replace that piece of your workflow. So if you have a team member that kind of comes on board, starts learning your way, like have you had to deal or how do you think about dealing with say differences of opinion relative to the workplace? So you kind of pick the parts that work for you as an org, um, but how do you think about it when there's challenges to the way that the workflow is set up? Like someone has a, a vastly different opinion and you've got to come to consensus. Like how do you get past those moments? Honestly, we just hold a quick meeting and everybody's got their say. Um, I, I'm not, I mean, I am in senior leadership at the company, but I'm just a developer like them. And so I value their input just as much as I value my own. Um, and so I think we just take the best of all of our little quirks and meld that together into a workflow that works for us. 
So there's no like workflow, like a uh, race or something where you're like sit down next to each other and try to do your deploy as fast as possible. Uh, it's really just collaboration, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just like, what again, what is going to be easiest for all the members on the team to implement? So I, if I have one member who really likes the command line and one that would rather click buttons, then we need to find some sort of middle ground that works for both of them. Uh, and so we just kind of hash it out and say, well, it's going to work more often for these situations. And so we're going to go this direction. And then for other situations, we'll go the other direction. So for those listening that are like taking notes, I know you kind of described it a little earlier, but could you just walk through like what, what your workflow at Deep Fried looks like, the technology and the process, super high level. Obviously, it's a podcast, so we can't go into great detail. From the high level, what technology, how does the process look like, just again, for those taking notes? Sure, yeah. So we, uh, we're actually considering changing a part of it, and I'll, I'll mention that at the end because it's at the very end of the workflow. Um, but it all starts with a staging environment, and that's out in the wild. Um, we use WP Engine for our hosting provider, uh, and so they give us staging environments. Um, so we use that. We, in the past, we had a server that had cPanel, and that was when we had Capistrano, and we just ran a bunch of subdomains off of our root domain. Uh, but it starts with a staging environment. You would copy that entire thing down, create a Git repository, and push that whole thing back up into Git. Um, we've played with whether we track the entire WordPress install, sometimes we only track the content folder, sometimes we only track the theme. Um, we're kind of figuring that out as an organization right now. And I think most of us are leaning towards only tracking the one thing. So for instance, the theme, or if we're building a custom plugin for the same website, it might have a different repository versus having a mono repository. Um, but like I said, we're kind of in the transition just been period for that, right? Like we were talking earlier. Um, you set up your local environment. Most of us are on MAMP, uh, uh, but some of us have been looking at the local app by Flywheel. Um, it's pretty nice. The staging database is the source of truth. So while I may be creating some things locally and running some test content through it, figuring out the, the graphics and how that's going to look, um, like I said earlier in the podcast, copywriters need access at some point, and it may be really early. So we need to have that staging environment be the one source of truth. And so at any point, I should be able to pull a database from staging, install it locally, and then go from there. So we're never pushing local database changes up. And if we are, then it's manual. It's like I'm in the WordPress editor making those changes on staging. I'm not like a my SQL port. All right. This is really interesting, Jeff. I want to get to the end of this workflow. I know you're kind of building up to the final push to production, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. 
Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit intendedpodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences, marketing on purpose. Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S. Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo, award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Choi, Edwidge Dentica, Taya Obrecht, Julie Oranger, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell, plus authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Kutlowitz, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing, from SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air, on demand, and available on every mobile device that you can imagine. This is WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. We're doing our episode on WordPress development workflows across teams. Right before the break, Jeff, you were sharing the workflow that DeepFry does, you'd kind of gotten to the point where uh, you were pulling down databases from staging, pushing them back up relative to content creation, and I uh, just wanted to kind of help finish that thought there. Um, so how does the rest of your workflow go down? Yeah, so all the code is locked within the repository, and when we push to the staging branch, well, let me say we have at least three branches. We have master, which is gonna be the production, branch staging, which is going to be synced via pipelines in Bitbucket, and then dev, which is kind of how we share our work between each other before it's ready for staging. Uh, and then any sort of feature branches are just kind of like uh, snowflake branches at that point. We don't really enforce anything beyond those three because uh, they never really get pushed into the cloud anyway. It's just for you to mess around locally if you need a playground. Uh, so, the, like I said, the dev branch is how we share our work between each other. Uh, the staging branch is what is hooked up to that staging environment. So every time that we make a push or emerge into that staging branch, 
Bitbucket takes care of moving the code over to the environment for everybody else, including the client, to have access to. Um, and then as far as the production, I mentioned that we have that on, on the master branch. We don't have anything auto-connected to production. Um, as a company policy that's too dangerous for us, it's not our website, uh, so we don't automate anything <laughs> to a, uh, a live website. Um, so to make changes there, we're either using SFTP, uh, which is 9% of the time, uh, but we are transitioning some of our tools towards AWS, actually. So we found this little module called like a updater checker. It's on GitHub. Uh, I can provide David uh, the link in the show notes. But basically what it does is it kind of acts as a private repository, just like the WordPress.org repository works. So if I push a new JSON file with a new zip file over on AWS, the next time the admin is loaded, it will notify the user, hey, there's an update to this theme or to this plugin or whatever we're pushing. Oh, that's really interesting. Have you tried WP Pusher yet? No, we haven't. Oh, Peter, the creator of WP Pusher was actually on Pressless a while back. I believe there's some overlap there in uh, some of their approaches. Um, but hearing you give this answer and just thinking about all the things you've said so far, it sounds like there's not a static way that you approach your workflows, meaning that it sounds like there's nuances to the build that might affect the workflow and that it's also an evolving process and not just something you just have written in stone, never pull away from. Is that how you would classify your approach to workflows across your team? Yeah, so we do have a unified flow but that's as of today. So I know you mentioned earlier that everyone likes to tweak their stuff. So when we notice there's a problem, that's when we start making a tweak. So a project that was started maybe four years ago and we let it off into the wild and that client comes back, then we're going to have to kind of work within that workflow that we had before. Whereas anything that's starting here or in the future, we're going to have a, a different, more optimized workflow for our team. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not a, this is the way we're always going to do it. Because if we were like that, then how would we adapt to Gutenberg? You know, WordPress changed their entire backend editor. So we've got to adapt our processes too. Awesome. Well, Jeff, if there's one thing that people should remember from your podcast today, from the interview today, what would that thing be? I would say make the workflow have tools that your team loves to use to work as a team. So if I like to use this particular thing, but my other teammates don't, then that's not really useful for the company, nor is it useful for the client who's paying us. Uh, so really just getting on the same page and using the tools that are going to be easy for everybody to use together is very important. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. Awesome. If you'd like to learn more about what Jeff is up to, you can go to deepfried.com or maybe visit him in New Orleans, go get some good food. Uh, but I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. Uh, you, again, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.